This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. How's everybody? Listen, I, uh, just before we get into the message, we want to uh, lift up a couple here. You know, uh, Ed and Valida Bush, and uh, Ed's having some health challenges and uh, had a bit of a rough weekend, just got a note. So uh, Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. So uh, let's just lift them up. Just agree with me as we pray for them. Father, uh, we lift up Ed and Valida right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I thank you that your grace is sufficient for every challenge of our life and for their life. Lord, we speak healing into their bodies. We speak peace over their minds. We thank you for the grace of God, Father, to just envelop them. We surround them with faith and love. We declare, O God, just as the words in that song, that that he shall live and not die, we declare healing and health through all his body. Strength, O God, to both of them. Surround them with your presence today. We undergird them with our faith and prayer and love in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, we believe that prayer can do whatever God can do. Amen. Amen. Because he said, if you ask anything in my name, what did he say he would do? He said, I'll do it. So therefore, prayer can do whatever God can do. And I think the reason is many times that we don't have all that God would really have us to be. So maybe we haven't prayed about it. Amen. Thank you for that. It's still true anyway. Well, today we're going to be beginning a series called Faith for Living. And today we're going to be talking about simple faith. Now I want to read you one of the most amazing statements I believe that's ever come out of the mouth of a man. Jesus Christ of Nazareth said this. He said, all things are possible to him or her who believes. Now I want to take, I know we've probably heard that, especially if you've been in church, and sometimes there's a danger of getting too comfortable. You know, we've heard it so much, we just let it kind of, okay, yeah. But think about that. All things are possible to anyone, any person who believes. Now that means All things are possible to me if I will believe. Why don't you say that? All things are possible to me if I believe. Who said that? Who said that? Did he tell the truth? Absolutely. So really think about the unlimited potential that Jesus assigns to the person who will just believe. I mean, if he just said, you know, if you, if you can swim the English Channel, you can get this. Or if you can, those of you that can climb, you know, <clears throat> Mount Everest, you can get this. But Jesus brought it down to the ultimate simplicity that anyone, any person who will believe there is an unlimited potential in your life. Now, we all face limitations in ourselves, don't we? I run up into limitations all the time, don't you? 
Sometimes it might be a limitation, you know, in my finances, in my health, in solving a a relationship problem. All kinds of difficulties that we run into in our human self, our human resource and wisdom, there is a, a finiteness. But in the power of God, there is infinite uh, solutions, wisdom, grace, and ability. And we tap into that by simply believing. Wow. Let's look at the case for faith this morning. If you've got your Bible there, or maybe you've got it there on your, your Bible app, turn into Hebrews 11, verse 6. We're going to read this here. We're going to make, make the case of, for faith this morning real quickly. Chapter 11, verse 6. Notice what he says here. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, that's a good case right there because I want to please God, don't you? I want to be pleasing to God. And he said, without believing, without trust, without faith, he said, it's impossible. In other words, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you serve, no matter how much you give, no matter how many times you're in church every week, he said, you know, he said, that's not what pleases God. It is faith in our heart, believing in Him, believing in His goodness, in His grace, in His power, in His love. Those are the things that pleases God. So, That's a strong case right there. But now he goes on to define it a little more. And believe that he exists, obviously, huh? And that he rewards those. Do you know God's a rewarder? See, if you you say, well, I'm a believer, but you don't believe God rewards, you're not really believing fully as God intends. God says, you must believe not only that I am, that I exist. I mean, James said even the devils believe that. Well, I certainly want to have faith greater than the devil. How about you? And that he's a rewarder. See, the enemy and the world system says that, you know, sometimes God may help people, but sometimes God may hurt people. We just went through some terrible uh, tornadoes here in Alabama. Surely, if you, if you live here, you, you're aware of that, aren't you? Did you know what the insurance companies call that? An act of God. But Jesus said this. He said, every kingdom divided against itself will not stand. So if God's killing people and God's saving people, something's wrong somewhere. I think I'll let the Bible and God define himself and who he is rather than the insurance company. Amen. The Bible says God is good All the time. He's not schizophrenic. He's not killing, and he's not, and then he's saving. He's not not making people sick and then getting people better. Amen? He's a rewarder. Say that. God is a rewarder. He wants to reward you. Faith. It pleases God, and then it enables us to access all of God's power, His grace, and His promises. Do you know there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible? See, and most people don't know what they are. They don't even know that God's made those promises. And those promises are made to you. They weren't made just to Abraham, just to Isaac, just to Jacob, just to David, just to Paul, just to Peter. 
They were made to you too. If you're a child of God, all the promises of God are yes and amen to you. But see, a lot of times we think, you know, and we want to put our Christian walk on cruise control. You know, I'm glad I've driven a lot of trips through the years. And I sure am glad for cruise control when I'm driving a long trip. That's a great thing in the natural. But in your spiritual life, do not put your spiritual walk on cruise control. Because you will have a wreck sooner or later. No, we must be alert. We must be awake. We must be vigilant and diligent about our uh, heart and faith condition and our walk before God, don't we? Every day we have to. So it enables us to access the promises of God. And God says these promises are given to you for your benefit. And so whenever, the first thing, whenever I'm faced with a crisis or with a need or with a challenge, that especially when it's greater than my own human capability, the first thing I think about is what did God say about it? Where is the promise of God? What does the promise of God say about my situation. And once I find out what that is, I take that promise to God and say, okay, God, this is what you said, and I trust you. Amen? And the other good thing about this is Jesus said, anybody can use faith. Anyone can get it, and anyone can use it. Romans 10, verse 17, let's read that. We could quote it, but it's good to read it. Amen? And remind yourself. You say, oh, Pastor Norris, I've heard all this. Well, good. Are you doing it? Happy are you if you do it. This is why we have to be reminded. Have you ever read, the, read through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Isn't it interesting how often Jesus repeated himself? I mean, Jesus, give us something new. I mean, you said that over in Matthew. And then I read over here, you said it again in Mark, and you're still saying it over in John. Give us something new. I'm going to tell you what. God will give you something new when you master the lesson he's trying to get across to you right now. And so faith is vitally important. Romans 10, 17 says faith, consequently faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through what? The word of God or the word about Christ. And the only place you can find that word is in this book called the Bible. Amen? You, you, you can't find it any other place. Even Amazon doesn't have it. <laughs> you know, you can just about buy anything on Amazon, can't you? But you can't get this. There's only one place to get it. And that's in the book. That's in the Bible. And you have to be a person of the book before faith will ever register to any degree in your heart. That's where it comes. And anybody... You know, if you don't have a Bible this morning, before you leave, we will give you a Bible. If you have a smartphone, anybody in here have a smartphone? You can download the version, and there's other ones, but the version of the Bible out for free. You can take it with you wherever you go. You can have it with you. It will even read it to you. We have no excuse, do we? We can build strong faith in us. It's a daily thing. You know, I remember uh, one man said uh, this about uh, uh, people feeding on God's Word, and really that's what it's about. He said, we feed our bodies three hot meals a day, and our spirit, our inner man, one cold snack a week, and we wonder why we struggle in our walk. 
You have to feed your spirit, your inner man. And the Bible says that we're to feed him what? The sincere milk of the word. So simple faith. What is simple faith? Turn over to Proverbs 4. And while you're turning that, I want to suggest some things here that, from the scriptures that talks about what simple faith is. First of all, it's trust. Faith is trust. We have to trust God. Faith is just trusting God that he is who he says he is and he will do what he said he will do. It's just trusting him. Amen? We need to learn to trust God. And listen, when my circumstances are coming against me, when everything looks dark, when everything looks contrary, when it looks like I'm defeated, when it looks like I don't see the way out and I don't have the answer, when it looks like, uh, you know, life has just thrown more at me than I can handle, that's the opportunity we have to what? To trust God. Just like we sang this morning, we trust in His faithfulness, don't we? We trust in His promise. If He said it, He will do it. God is not a man that He should lie. He's going to do exactly what He said He will do. But here's the thing. I have to know what He said He will do. If I don't, then this thing up here called my reason and my mind will begin to operate. You ever had this thing begin to turn and churn? We call it worry. (laughs) Worry is meditating on my problem. That's really all it is, isn't it? It's my brain trying to figure out how to solve it. But it's... But, you know, if I go to God's Word and I find out what God said, then all of a sudden I can trust. Another word for that is confidence. Once I find out what God has said, I can have confidence that what? I'm going to come through this circumstance. That God's going to bring me through this. That God's going to give me the answer. God's going to give me direction. God's going to give me wisdom. God's going to give me a solution. God's going to work it out even though I can't understand how it's going to happen from this thing up here. After all, God's a little bit bigger than our brain, isn't he? If he's not, turn yours in and get the real God. (laughs) Verse 20, Proverbs 4, my son or daughter... Pay attention to what I say. (laughs) That's pretty simple, isn't it? Pay attention to what I say. You know, if 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 you if you're uh, some of you young people, if you're in in college or or maybe uh, you're you're getting your post uh, graduate degree or you're going through something where you're uh, learning a new skill. Maybe you're learning it online. You're, you're learning a new skill. You're learning a new computer language or something. I'm telling you what, when you're studying that, that's not the time to be daydreaming, is it? you got to focus on it, don't you? If you don't focus, you won't really obtain the knowledge and the information, and you certainly won't retain it, will you? So he says, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Turn some things off and turn some things on. We need to turn off sometimes our phone, our computer, and our TV and turn on our ear to God's Word, don't we? And I would suggest and encourage you that sometime every day you need to do that. Turn some things off and turn something on. Tune in your ear to what God has to say. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, the inner man. 
for they are life. Everybody say life. life. Wow, I want life, don't you? Life to those who find them health to one's whole body. Wow. How many of you like health? How many of you would rather be sick? Okay. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Wow. Faith is of the heart. He said that 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 word is what produces or releases faith in our lives. Amen. What natural food is to the body. You know, your body, you eat certain foods. And, you know, uh, uh, there was a time when they said, you know, you are what you eat. You know, if if all you eat is candy bars, what's your health going to eventually be like? If you just eat cotton candy or sweets all the time. (laughs) Amen. No, you have to eat what? You have to eat good food because your body is going to break down whatever you put in it. Isn't that right? If you put all, all you put in is sugar, that's what your body is going to have to work with. But if you put into your body good things, your body will, in the natural is going to break that down and it's going to give you strength and health, isn't it? Well, he said the same way when whatever you put into your spirit he said, it, it, your spirit's going to break that down. And if, you, if you're always listening to f- what fear has to say, what the circumstance has to say, what your problems have to say, what the devil has to say, then it's going to be pro- trying to process fear and worry. And it's not made to do that. So it's confidence and then it's dependence. We depend. Faith depends on God. I am depending on God. I'm trusting, I'm confident, but also I'm depending on God. And if I have trust and I have confidence and I have dependence on God, then it's very, very difficult for worry and fear to grip me and remain. Now, we all have to put up the shield of faith, don't we? Because fear tries to come on all of us. You get a bad report. Fear tries to come on you. I'm no stranger to getting a bad report. But you know, that's when we lift up what the shield of faith, don't we? And we put on the helmet of salvation. And we put our trust, our confidence, and our dependence is on God. And on His Word. And on His faithfulness. Amen? Now let me share with you some four simple things, four simple steps that will help you As you walk out this thing called faith, turn over to Mark chapter 5. We're going to look at a real life testimony that is recorded here in Mark's gospel about a real life flesh and blood person who faced a real life crisis that was bigger than she was. Anybody ever face that? You may be facing something like that today. Listen real carefully. It says, A large crowd followed Jesus and pressed around him. Verse 25, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal. Wow. Under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Now think about this. Now, this is not just a nice little Bible story. This was a real flesh and blood person just like you and I. She was probably a wife, a mother. 
She was a real person, and she was suffering from a debilitating disease, a a flow of blood that left her weak and debilitated. She was not able to enjoy uh, the the things God had in store for her as a wife, as a mother. It says she suffered greatly. And on top of that, she spent everything she had. Wow, that was a double whammy, wasn't it? Not only was her health bad, but she had spent everything she had. And here's the thing. She was no better. Twelve years. Say twelve years. Twelve years. years. That would be like going back to what, 2002? Where were you in 2002? That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yet instead of getting better, she grew up worse. When she heard about Jesus, hallelujah, (laughs) she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, one translation says she said, she did both, she thought and she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Now let's back up a minute. When she heard about Jesus, what do you think she heard about Jesus? She must have heard that he was healing. She mu- Isn't that right? Why would she come to him for healing if she heard that Jesus was preaching, God wants you to keep that sickness? She wouldn't have come to him. No, it says when she heard, so when she heard, faith rose up in her heart, and she says, you know what, I'm going to do something. I believe that if I can get to Jesus... And I can just, I don't even have to, he doesn't even have to pray for me. He doesn't even have to say anything to me. If I can just touch his, I don't even have to touch him. If I can just touch his clothes. Wow. I know some saints, man, oh man, you know, they got to have an angel come down. They got to have a vision or something. This woman says, listen, I don't, all I got to do is just get, Close enough to touch his clothes. Now notice this. And she said, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Now, I want you to, I want to share with you four simple things that she did that we can do to exercise our faith in God to exercise our trust, our confidence, and our dependence in Him and in His Word, in His promise. The first thing is, she heard something. What have you heard? I found out that there's a lot of Christians, I call them uh, concrete Christians. They're thoroughly mixed up and well set. Man, you're trying to tell, no, well, I know. Brother Norris, well, that's good for you, but, you know, I just think, you know, sometimes God heals and sometimes he don't, and I've always found people who believe that way, they were the ones that he don't. Would you tell somebody who came to the Lord to have their sins forgiven and to be born again, well, you know, you never know what God's going to do. Sometimes he saves people, but sometimes he don't. Would you ever tell somebody that? That wouldn't be the gospel, would it? That wouldn't be true, would it? Well, the same thing's true about Jesus. 
Everywhere I read in this book where Jesus touched people who would be willing to believe, they got better. In some way, they got better. Their sins were forgiven. Amen. Their needs were met. Their bodies were healed. They left with peace. Something was better in their life when he touched them. They didn't stay the same unless they were just unwilling to come. So it says she heard. So let me ask you, what have you heard about Jesus? Sometimes, you know, we we hear things through filters, don't we? We all have got them. That's why he says you've got to continue in his word so that what? We make sure that what we're hearing is exactly what the Bible is saying. So she heard something, and she heard that Jesus was healing. Because, see, whatever you hear about Jesus is what you're going to begin to believe about Jesus. So she heard something. You need to hear something. Secondly, it says, she said. One translation said, she kept saying, if I can just get to him. So obviously, she, wherever she lived, she left her home, and it was some distance. I don't know how far, but it was some distance to get to where Jesus was. So on her way, on her journey, she kept thinking and she, to herself, and she kept saying, if I can just get to Jesus. If I can just touch, just as close, I'm going to be healed. You know, I find that many Christians, all they're doing is they're repeating their problem. Boy, I feel bad. Boy, it looks bad. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know. I think I'm going to lose my house. I think, you know, I don't know if my children will ever serve God. I don't know if they'll ever be free. I don't know if I'll ever be free. They do all that. Then they come to church, and they want you to pray for them. Listen, Jesus himself couldn't get you, couldn't help you. Because he said over and over, may it be done unto you according to your faith. If he had just said, may it be done unto you according to the power of God. May it be done unto you according to the goodness of God. May it be done unto you according to the grace of God. We'd all have it made. And while all of that is what we're receiving, and that's, that, that's what actually does it, but the only way you can get to all of the goodness, the faithfulness, and the grace of God is you've got to go through the doorway of faith. I'm doing my best. So she heard, she said, then she acted, she did something. She didn't just sit there at home and say, well, you know, I believe Jesus is a healer. God sent Jesus to my house. Just send him over here, God. You, 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 he's, he's a man of God. You speak to him and tell him to come to my house and heal me. God, just, 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 God, if you can't send Jesus, you know, send Peter. If, if, if you can't send Peter, just, Lord, I'll take Bartholomew. He was one of the twelve. No, it, she didn't just sit in the house and pray. It says she acted. She got up and she went toward Jesus. Remember what we just read in Hebrews 11, 6? He that cometh to God. What what does faith do? It causes us to come to God. We seek God. We go out toward God. We, We get active in reaching out to God and His promise and His grace and His goodness and His power. Christianity was never meant to be a passive belief system. Well, you know, I don't want anything God don't want me to have. 
Really? Well, let me come to your house and see how you're living. See, we get all religious instead of being real. And the real truth is, is that if we want to receive like this woman who was a flesh and blood woman, just like you, just a person, just like you and I, just a regular everyday person, just like us. So she heard, she said, and then she acted. What have you done to be proactive concerning your situation? Well, I come to church sometimes. I got Pastor Bruce and the prayer team to pray for me, but, you know, they didn't have it, so I didn't get nothing. (laughs) I tell you, we have our traditions, don't we? Come on. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not good. That's not a good one, isn't it? She acted. And then notice, she said, the fourth thing is, she received. Notice what Jesus, she said, she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Now notice what Jesus said in verse 30. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said, Jesus, I mean, everywhere Jesus went, I'm telling you, you didn't wonder if it was Jesus coming. I mean, there was a huge crowds that followed Jesus wherever he went. And can you imagine, I mean, the, you know, most of the streets and all, they weren't, you know, they weren't paved. They were dusty. Can you imagine a crowd of 20,000 people, what a dust trail they kicked up? I imagine you could see, you know, a mile or two away, there's a big dust cloud. Oh, that must be Jesus. He's coming this way. He said, you, all these people were bumping into him. You know there was more than one person with a need in that crowd. And see, there's a lot of people that come to church that way. They think they're going to, somehow they're going to accidentally get blessed. I'm just going to somehow bump into Jesus. Something's going to happen that, you know, I don't know how and I don't know when and I don't know where, but somehow I'm just going to, somehow something's going to happen to me good. And that's what the disciples were thinking. He said, Lord, all these people were touching him and bumping into him. And what do you mean somebody touched you? Of course, I mean, hundreds of people were touching him. But Jesus said, somebody touched me and power went out for me. Isn't that what we need? We need God's power. We need God's grace. We need God's ability in our situation, don't we? So when this woman touched who was believing, something was triggered. And power that was there in Jesus all along, all the time, was released for her benefit. He says, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Now listen to this. This is the icing on the cake right now. He said to her, daughter, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith has healed you. Wait a minute, Jesus, you got that wrong. It's the power of God that healed her. Well, that's true. But... The power of God is not the issue, is it? 
God's not the issue. He's always doing his part, isn't he? He's always anointed. He's always willing. He's always love. He's always full of grace. He's always full of mercy, isn't he? He's that way all the time. When I don't have a problem, when I'm facing problems. He's the the same way all the time, isn't he? He doesn't change. So the key is this. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, get this. Listen very carefully. Are you listening? If her faith made her whole, then your faith can make you Because God is no respecter. The same Jesus that was walking those trails is our Savior, is He not? Doesn't the Bible say He's alive and seated at the right hand of the Father right now? That He's making intercession for us? That we're to come boldly to the throne of grace and receive help in our time of need? Well, if I come and I have, if you came to me with a financial need, and yet I said, well, let me pray for your healing. You'd probably give me this crazy look. But Christians do that all the time. They come, they come, they have a a tremendous need in their life, but they come to the throne of grace and they pray about everything else and, and ask God to bless them and all this general stuff and never get around to talking about their need. Then they wonder why their need's not met. This woman came with a specific need, didn't she? She said, this is what I want. Now, we know she was broke. Didn't she say she spent all her money? Well, she didn't come, uh, you know, Jesus, give me, you know, $100. She came wanting to receive what her need was. So, here's my question. What's your need? What's your need? Because if her faith made her whole, your faith can make you whole. That is, it can meet whatever need you may have. Now, let me give you some action points, and we're going to pray. Are you experiencing any limitations in your life this morning? Boy, if you say no, I'm, I need to sit down and let you come up here and do the teaching. Probably most of us could say an affirmative. That's almost a rhetorical question, but I, I, wanna, I want us to think, what is your need? Stop playing, praying, just God bless me, and get down to the brass tacks of what is your need? What do you want Him to do specifically? It's got to have a name. If your problem's got a name, then the answer's got to have a name. If you're sick, healing's what you need. If you're broke, then finances is what you need. If, if, if you're puzzled about a di- direction or, or uh, a decision you need to make, wisdom's what you need. Whatever it is, be specific. Don't just generalize, well, you know, God knows what. I, well, yeah, we know that. Then secondly, boy, I'm, I remember my title today is Simple Faith. Yeah, you can't make it much simpler than this, can we? Simple. Go to your Bible. Everybody say, go to my Bible. Okay. And find God's promise from it. What has he said? Well, I don't know where it's at. Well, go look. Did you know there's all kind of apps you can download either on your phone or on your computer, or if you're old school, go buy you a Strong's Concordance. Any of you young people know what a Strong's is? 
but you can, you can go on it. You can do a search. You can do a word search. Put in a key word, and it will bring up all of the scriptures that have to deal with that. How hard is that? We do that every day just about, don't we? With our job doing something. Research it. Find it out for yourself. Make it your promise. Well, I just don't have time for that. Well, then don't complain when your need's not met. And then finally, read and meditate on it constantly. Remember what we read over there in Proverbs 4? He said, my son, my daughter, don't let this word out of your sight. Keep it in the midst of your heart. For with the heart, man believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation there is a Greek word, sozo, S-O-Z-O. And it has to do with forgiveness, healing, deliverance, peace. I mean, it's a, it's a big word. It, don't just rele- relegate it to forgiveness of sin. It's all, it covers the whole spectrum. So this morning, every one of us who are facing limitations in our life, we can overcome them. Amen? Amen. If we will just take a simple approach to it. If we will hear, if we will say, if we will act, and we will receive, you know what? We can overcome any limitation. Think about that. Wow. If you're broke, you don't have to stay broke. If you're feeling hopeless, you can, you can overcome that hopelessness. You don't have to stay there. If there's a problem in a relationship, it can be healed. It can be mended. How badly do you want it? I remember reading a story years ago. It was about a young man, and he was out fishing with an older man, and this was kind of a, he was kind of his mentor. He was a an older man that had been very, very successful in uh, his business in an area of business that he himself was, was going into. And so he felt very privileged to have this time to spend with him, you know, and pick his brain. And you know how it is when you, you get around people like that. And so they're out doing it fishing. You know, guys like to do stuff like that. So they were out fishing, you know, and he was talking about this and that. And finally he, he mustered up his courage, you know, and he said, uh, he said, please tell me what, what, what is the, if you could just tell me one thing that was the most important key to your success in this particular business, this industry, what would it be? And that guy said, well, come over here close to him. Let me tell you. So he comes over there to him and he suddenly grabs that young man and just sticks his head under the water. And I mean, that guy's kicking, sputtering, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he still, he keeps his head under the water. He kicks his And he's, he still keeps his head under the water. He kicks his Man, I mean, it looks like he's trying to drown him. And all of a sudden, the last moment, he lets him up. And he, he said, that's the secret right there. He said, when you want it as badly as you wanted that breath, he said, you'll get it. 
Now, we say we want the answer. We want God to move in our life. We want, we want to overcome the problems, the limitations in my life. But listen, many times we're just, we're just kicking back, you know, just... Well, I'm going to go to that other church. I know that pastor could probably help me. <laughs> hey, I've been at this 37 years. I know how it works. I didn't just fall off the, the, the truck, the turnip truck. <laughs> so here this morning, we're going to pray. And this morning, I want you to be very specific about what you want from God. Don't pray. Oh, God bless me. Don't pray. Don't get all religious. Talk to God like you'd be talking to your best friend if you thought they could meet your need. Be real. Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise turn out. God knows you've got a need. He wants to meet the need. But he's asking something of you. Faith. Say, well, I I don't know if I have this faith. Well, if you're a believer, the Bible says that you've been given a measure of faith already. Otherwise, you couldn't be a believer. Isn't that right? I mean, that'd be an oxymoron, a non-believing believer. You know, that's like a car that can't go anywhere. Who cares for it? Would you bow your heads? We're going to pray right now. And listen, all in this room, I know... We all are facing something, but the one thing that's really on your heart, we can't pray about 50 things this morning, but you can, one thing, what is, what is the one thing, when I'm talking about a need, what's the one thing that you really, you need God to do for you? I want you to get that in your mind right now. And as I pray here, I want you to pray there, and we're going to pray very simply. We're not going to make a long prayer out of this. God doesn't hear our, because of our long prayers. He hears us because of our faith in Him. Father, right now, in this room, everyone in here has something they're facing. A problem, a circumstance, Some form of limitation. And Lord, they've got one fixed in their hearts and in their minds right now. And Lord, as I'm praying here, they're praying there. Father, you said for us to come to the throne of grace. To come confidently. So we come right now. Father, we come asking that you would meet this need. God, whatever it might be. Healing for our bodies. Peace for our minds, healing for our marriage, wisdom and direction for our lives. Father, whatever it might be, a financial need, a job. Maybe, Father, people that need a job, need work. Whatever it is, God, we're making that specific need known to you right now. Father, thank you. You said you would meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, you said that you would bless our bread and water and take sickness and disease away from our midst. You said if any of us lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to everyone liberally and upbraideth not. Thank you, Lord God. You set the solitary in families. You're the healer of relationships. Oh, God, I thank you. Father, if there's one here that's never Receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Right now, I want to encourage you. 
Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus can be saved. That means you can be forgiven of your sins and you can be brought back into right relationship with God. Just call on Jesus. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to come into your life. Just simply by faith receive Him now. Father, we thank You. Thank You. Lord, You said if we ask anything according to Your will, You hear us. And because we know that you hear us, we know that we have the petitions we've asked of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.